Welcome to the eighth single scoop. Today, Old R and me, JR, are going to be talking about the drama Ne Iremin Kim Sam Soon, which in English translates to My Name is Kim Sam Soon, but is also sometimes known as My Lovely Sam Soon. This is a classic K-drama that has been referenced to many times over the years by us, by Korean media. You can see it pretty much anywhere, even though it is almost 20 years old, which is incredible. We know that a lot of our listeners probably haven't seen it, so we're gonna explain why it's still so beloved in this episode. We will have some spoilers here, so if you're planning on watching the show for yourself, you probably shouldn't listen to it just yet. But without further ado, let's get into the plot. The basic plot is that there's a pastry chef who tries to balance her love life and her professional life, which often get messy because the two tend to intersect each other. Her life changes when she meets the son of a hotel owner and ends up working at his restaurant. Shenanigans, delicious food, and heartbreak ensue. It was broadcasted on NBC from July 1st to July 21st, 2005, and had 16 episodes. It's based on the internet novel of the same name, written by Ji Soo-hyun. Kim Do-hoo, however, wrote the screenplay. It was directed by Kim Yoon-chol, who also did dramas like Can We Get Married in 2012, Mama Fairy and the Woodcutter in 2018, and The Lady in Dignity in 2017, which was the drama he won Best Director for at the Baeksong Arts Awards in 2018. He also directed the movie After the Banquet in 2009. Even though My Lovely Samsung is primarily a romantic comedy, it does have times of great tragedy and thoughtfulness. It is one of the highest rated K-dramas with the finale coming in at 49% viewership ratings. That's a lot of people watching it. Mm -hmm. It also won a ton of awards for both the individual actors as well as the couples and the series as a whole. So let's talk about the actors and the characters they played. Kim Sun Ah plays the protagonist Kim Sam Soon, who is a quote-unquote chubby baker who was trained in France. So the name Samsun is a really big part of the show, and that's because it isn't exactly the nicest name for a girl. It's considered very old-fashioned, even for a show that came out almost 20 years ago. So she prefers to be called Kim Hee Jin, and even tries to legally change her name multiple times. As a character, she's ornery and sarcastic, but also very talented. After her boyfriend cheats on her on Christmas Eve, she has a more pessimistic, but wise, view of relationships. Hyunbin plays Hyunji Hyun, who is sometimes called Samshik throughout the drama. Samshik is the son of a hotel owner who runs his own classy restaurant. He doesn't drive a car, though, because a few years prior to the events in the K-drama, he has gotten into a major car wreck that killed his brother and his sister-in-law, and that has given him a lot of trauma in regards to cars. He first meets Samsung when on a blind date and hears her being dumped by her boyfriend. It's kind of played for laughs in a weird way, but it works. He next meets her at his mom's hotel when she goes in for a job interview. The baker at his restaurant just left and he is short-staffed, so when he happens to try her cake, he knows he needs to have her on board. Jung Ryo Wan plays Yu Hee Jin, who is Samshik's first love. The day of the car wreck, she went to a doctor's appointment and discovered that she had cancer. Since there was already a lot of heartbreak happening in the family, she decides to leave quietly to get treatment in the States, which Samshik believes is due to the car wreck and not personal reasons because he doesn't know them. He just thinks that she ditched him 
that she like basically blamed him for his driving killing his brother and sister-in-law so he's just feeling like all this extra guilt because of it yeah it's a lot of miscommunication it's great <laughs> finally daniel henny plays henry kim who is heejin's doctor mentor and love interest since his character is Korean-American, he can't speak the language very well, but he's cute and his character fits in incredibly nicely with all the other cast. Yeah, it was very different from his role on Springwaltz, which I believe came out after this. If you've seen Springwaltz, you understand the amount of relief I felt by seeing him in this. He has a way better life. <laughs> Way better ending <laughs> Which too is in a saying drama. something because he's kind of the second lead for a while. <laughs> if you could call it that. Yeah, he is. In both of the dramas, he is the second lead. But in this one, it's mainly just look at this cute, handsome doctor. He's perfect. He doesn't know Korean, but he's perfect. <laughs> Everyone should love him. And Heejin, you should love him too. Like that's exactly. pretty much like the whole point of him. There's also this one funny part with him and Samsoon where she doesn't know much English and he doesn't know any Korean and they try to have a conversation. It is hilarious. <laughs> Agreed. That was one of my favorite scenes in the show. <laughs> so finally, we have this little section that we like to do in these episodes where we have idols that we want to mention. Now, Jung Ryo Won is fairly well known, I would say, even among international fans. She's been in quite a few high profile dramas in the past few years. But a lot of people might not know that she was once upon a time a member of the trio girl group Chakra from 2000 to 2004. After 2004, she left the group and since then she has spent her days primarily as an actress. Now that we've talked about the actors and the plot and all that basic information, now we're going to discuss a little bit why we enjoyed the show so much. Oldar, why don't you start us off? First of all, I want everyone to know that I'm very biased towards this drama because I've had this one in my collection since 2007. So back when I was in high school. So I have seen it many, many, many times and I still love it very much. Although watching it through with JR and also being older, because I hadn't seen it since my early 20s, it came off very differently because I'm a little bit older than Samsung's character in this. So it's like, okay, kind of like looking back at it now versus them when I was originally watching it as a teenager. Very different viewing experience, but I still was able to enjoy it. And if anything, I liked it more than when I was younger. And one of the things I liked about it was the writing reminded me of, because it's my first life, just in that it was a show about people in their late 20s and 30s, and it's written realistically for that age group. It feels like something written by someone who's had time and experience for things to mean something. It didn't feel like empty dialogue or when they're talking about something and they're being a bit pretentious, it made sense. Because like in this drama, for instance, people are in their late 20s, early 30s. Two of them are doctors or at least training to be doctors. So when they talk about like science stuff, because there's this one part where they talk about neuroscience with the brain and chemical reactions and it kind of makes sense because at the time one of the characters was studying medicine so it doesn't just come off as look at this fact that I'm just repeating that I got from somewhere else mm -hmm. so I really like that or like there were certain times where they would mention something or go into detail about something it's like okay that makes sense because or like Samsung I think she only graduated from high school but she didn't have like a college diploma nothing like that but she was trained in France to be a pastry chef so 
she knows At a, a lot good school. about trade. Right. Yeah. She. It was. Was it Cordon Bleu or something? It was. I think it was something so. good. It was like something that like a name you'd recognize. Yeah, I remember us having a conversation. They someone was being disparaging to her about the fact that she didn't have a college degree. And I'm sitting there like she went to one of the top cooking schools in the world and you're upset that she didn't yeah. go to college? Also, she went to a trade <laughs> it's school. So frustrating. Yeah. Which back in the day trade schools weren't like exactly well looked upon like even nowadays i feel like people i was just like, say people are really mean school? about that in community college but it's like dude an education's an education yeah. shut your mouth like mm-hmm. we're like i went to a tier one top 100 school but when i mentioned the name of it people are like i don't know what that is it's like well you should but <laughs> people only know like ivy league and maybe like one or two other schools local to them it's like mm-hmm. there's more to education than that my dude but i feel like though this was written with that understanding so yeah. I can appreciate that. Like with a lot of dramas we see out there, we see people like in their 30s acting like they're 12, just like how they handle conflict. Yep. And it's like no adult would act that way. <sighs> At oh least not gosh. one that's like sober minded. That's a well professional adjusted. to professional. Yeah, it's like this doesn't make any sense. Whereas this yeah. it's like, OK, even when like there are people doing like nuts of stuff like throwing flour at somebody because they were mad it's kind of funny and it kind of matches and makes sense so i do appreciate when we get writing like that because otherwise i'm like this doesn't make sense this is stupid mm-hmm. another thing that i liked was how it approached relationships and it reminded me a lot of can we get married just because of the whole there are some people who are divorced who are getting back into the dating pool there are some people who are looking to get relationships different points in people's relationship lives but this one was not a drag it's like they turned every negative not really into a positive but they at least spun it in a way that was entertaining whereas can we get married was just really just taking you through the rough time of it how long and arduous it all is Mm -hmm. and i didn't know until doing research for this that the director for can we get married also did this which it kind of feels like a step down but the same thing, though, I will say, Can We Get Married is less of a drama for entertainment purposes than it is for educational, I feel like. And I know JR hasn't <laughs> seen it yet. But basically, it is explaining the process in Korea of engagement, of dating later in life, of the process of going through a divorce. And it is very taxing on your soul. <laughs> So I feel like people should watch it before they get married. Before you're thinking of proposing to someone and committing, watch Can We Get Married? Whereas this is not like that at all. This is just playing off relationships for laughs and goofiness. Like even when Samsung's boyfriend cheats on her and breaks up with her, it's still pretty funny, which it really shouldn't mm-hmm. be. But especially when like he comes back later. And there's a scene in this drama that JR and I really like where the ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend slash fiance are at the gym and they're plotting to just spread gossip like to do evil and then in the background they have britney spears song my prerogative and it is so perfect it is hilarious (laughs) so even stuff that really should not be framed as being comical really do come off well as being comical like there's nothing that's comical in here where it's like ooh, you shouldn't have done that Yeah, I agree. Because there's a lot of scenes I feel like that some people would be like, oh, that's right on the edge. But then there's enough levity in it that you're like, okay, I can accept this. Yeah. And also, I think part of the reason for that is that the characters are so cartoonish and vibrant. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of times that you hear someone like slamming something at someone else or 
Like, at one point, Samson gets this plushie of a pig, and she smacks her actual boss with it. And it is <laughs> just like, it's just so funny. Or like when people are having arguments. Majority of the arguments are really funny. They're not sad. So I think that that's why they get away with how cartoonish this is. Is that it's just a consistent thing all the way through. But my favorite character in this was Daniel Haney and just him smiling because he did not know much Korean, I don't think, at the time. Or at least if he did, he played it off as though he didn't. And just him being handsome, really, it carried him far. You really can't say that about a lot of characters, but for him, it worked. It played into it. So that was great. The thing is, I feel like his character could have gone a few different ways. One of them being a lot of times idols are casted in. He's not an idol, by the way, but a lot of times idols are casted in K-dramas and it's because they're pretty and that is their only merit. But with this character specifically, Daniel Henney can act, but also the character was kind of meant to be not childlike. I feel like whenever you're in a situation where you have like limited speaking skills, you kind of do come across like that. Like it's not a great description, but do you kind of see what I'm saying? Like his, it, yeah. because that was part of his character, he was really able to bring that out. So it wasn't just him being pretty. Like there was a reason for him to kind of be more reserved and not have a ton of... He's not like the most bombastic character in this show. Let's put it that way. But it also works though in that they did show like him when he's speaking English or when he goes into like doctor mode when he's like, exactly, okay, here's what's exactly. going on with like her diagnosis. He's just perfect mm -hmm. for that. Or like when he's trying to track down his mother's, I believe her orphanage, like where she used to live when she was a kid. He's trying to track that down and oh, it's just a road right now. That kind of then when he does have those moments where he doesn't speak English and he looks kind of goofy. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, we know that he's not that all the way. This is just in this specific situation with these specific characters. Because most right. of the characters that his character interacts with can speak English. So they understand him even if then they'll respond to each other in Korean. Right, right, right. That's another thing that I really liked was that a lot of times whenever we see someone speaking in Korean, then someone speaking in another language, like those types of characters, it doesn't make sense. But in this case, though, it makes sense where they understand his language and they are speaking back to him in English, but then they'll communicate with each other in Korean. So I mm -hmm. really appreciate that as well. That's yeah. more realistic. Right. And there is a duality to him, like you said. So when he is talking to Heejin... She also is speaking English. By the way, Jung Ro-won is Korean-Australian, I believe. She at least yeah. has lived in Australia. So she does know English. And that comes off. But yeah. It's very obvious right. that she knows it. Mm -hmm. And like in her intonation, it's very clear that, oh, this is like her speaking, not just her reading from a script, trying to repeat mm -hmm. Yeah. whoever the person was helping her with English on it. Like, she clearly knows the language. And those are some of the best scenes because it does feel very natural between them, like how they're interacting. So Yeah. yeah. And also I liked, a lot of times in dramas, you'll have, like, the main couple, but then the secondary characters who either were trying to split those two apart or were trying to date one or the other of them at some point. In this one, the secondary characters get together. I know I'm ruining the <laughs> ending, but... I mean, I we said there were spoilers. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, we did. But still, 
that made me so happy because you never see that where like the main couple gets together and then the secretary people usually it's just they're just written out and that's the end but in this though it circles back to them how Hijin goes back to medical school she's going to become a doctor in like a year or two and her and Henry hook up so very good ending for everyone like it definitely felt settled like yes this is different from where we wanted to be originally but I'm happy where I'm now we didn't mm-hmm. see anybody go, oh, and then just, they're gone. <laughs> so that was really nice because you watch more dramas than me. Can you think of any other one where you have the primary couple, then there's also the secondary? That's like the main people, not as in like side characters hooking up, not that like that. Right, right, right. Well, because it's my first life, it's kind of like that, funnily enough, because it is really three main couples. So there's that one. This one is interesting because... It is the second female lead ending up with the second male lead and like there's a a love triangle type thing happening. I'm trying to think of if any of them works in that direction. But I yeah, this one's unique in that way, I think. Heejin did kind of lean towards Henry though. And he confessed to her very early on in the drama. Hey, I have a crush on you. Can't wait till you come back to the US. I really would like to date you. And she's like, wow. And then... He means it. Wow. But he, though, doesn't make it official. It's her who does at the end, which is also nice, where he's like, I'm not pushing it if she doesn't want to date me. But then she's the one who says, yeah, and I'm also coming with you because he's talking about he's going to go on a trip and he's going to go be a doctor overseas. She's like, well, then I'm coming with you. So you need to hold on to those plans. So I also like that, too. It's good stuff. And the last thing that I really liked about it is that it's just fun to watch. It genuinely is entertainment. I don't feel like I have to get something out of it. It doesn't feel like it's like berating or just so stupid to where I'm annoyed. It's just fun. So that's the reason why it's one of my favorite dramas. But JR, this was your first time watching it. So what were things that you liked? Well, I really liked Samsun. I think she's a great female lead, especially because I feel like it's easy to find a lot of not great female leads from this era of K-dramas, like a lot of (laughs) just kind of pushovers, I guess, (laughs) which is unfortunate, but she does not take crap from anyone. She really pushes everyone around her to do their best, and I really enjoyed watching a female lead do that from just like many different levels. I thought it was great. But that being said, she's still flawed and it makes her feel more real and it just works really well to flesh her out as a character. Also, this is the second show I've ever seen with Kim Sun Ah as the female lead. The first one was the 2018 drama, Should We Kiss First? And these are two very different shows. Should We Kiss First was like, melodrama you know this one is a lot more comedic and I was just so impressed that she was able to pull off both types of roles as well as she did because I really enjoyed her character in Should We Kiss First and sometimes when you watch an actor or actress in something your mind is programmed to think that they can't do anything besides that so you're really surprised when they do something else very well Maybe that's just me. I don't know. So I was just really pleasantly surprised with her acting in this one. Secondly, we already talked about this, but Daniel Henney. That is it. Daniel Henney is the only reason you should watch this show. If you have heard all our points and you're like, eh, Daniel Henney is the only reason you should watch this show. I am going to say it 
If you like handsome guys who smile well and know their value, this exactly. is for you. If you watch The He's Wheel and you're like, incredible. this is depressing, I want to watch something happier with this actor, this is the show for you. <laughs> yes, yes. He is, oh, love him. So great. Anyway, I don't have much to say besides he's just a really fun character in the show. Next, Hyunbin's character has a niece and she's played by actress Soji Hee. And she was just so adorable. The outfits they put her in were super cute. Every time she came on the scene, I smiled. And the nature of her character meant that she had very few lines. And that was okay because she was still able to act with her expressions very well, which I know a lot of people are not big fans of child actors because they can't act. I understand that. I thought she did a very good job. She's just a really cute addition to it. She's also kind of a plot point in a way. So she has more depth than just being cute and thrown into scenes, you know? Yeah. I like when she was on the phone with her uncle and because she can't talk, then you would think, oh, that's a really dull conversation. But no, instead, like, he knows what she wants and he just responds to her accordingly. Like, he's a very understanding and very good uncle. Well, the same way with her grandma, who, after her parents die, she lives with her grandma and the grandma's assistant. And everyone treats her well. And then, like, when Samson meets her for the first time, she treats her well. Like, everyone loves her mm -hmm. and will treat her well. It's yes. like, don't you dare say anything bad about her. Don't make her sad. Yeah, and just any time there's a guy in a K-drama that is good with children, I'm like, well, I love you. That's all. <laughs> so Hyunbin, great as an uncle. Very good chemistry between the niece and uncle. My next point is I love how the main couple, Samsun and Samshik, meet and subsequently start working together. They're, I guess, could you call this a meet cute? I guess. She throws a cake in his face and he's like, wow, this cake is incredible. Please come work for me. <laughs> Well, and how it happened was she just had a job interview at the hotel and they're like, you are overqualified for us, which that looks like a pretty nice hotel. How is she overqualified? But she's walking out and she sees the main kitchen where there's a lot of really delicious looking pastries being made. And then she's trying to like just spy and she's kind of leaning down. And then Hyunbin's character is right behind her. So she turns around and gets her hair stuck in his buttonhole of his jacket. And they're trying to separate, but it's not working because her hair is getting tangled. So then he cuts her hair. He goes into the kitchen and he cuts her <laughs> hair. And he's like, eh, you'll figure it out. And so then she gets mad at him and she just throws the cake at him. After he's like trying to explain, hey, we're looking for a pastry chef. And the pastry chef of the hotel is like, hey, sorry, I can't help you right now. I'm already kind of booked and so then she's kind of ignoring the conversation she's just mad that her hair gets cut i think she says a line like you can cut samson's hair but you can't cut samsoon's hair and <laughs> it was just like really funny so she's just furious that he just cut her hair so then that's when she brought a cake to her job interview to show hey this is my skill set and because the interview's over she doesn't need more so then she just throws that at him and you just see all the workers in the kitchen are just shocked. And she mm -hmm. just stomps out after yelling at him. And then he's like in shock. But then he's like licking the cake because it's like coming down from his face. And he's trying to clean up his face. Then he's like, <gasps> and then he just like chases after her with it. So she threw this cake at him, had all these issues. And then this leads to a job interview where she gets hired at his restaurant. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love that. Finally. I really loved the side plot with Samsung's older sister and Bon Appetit, Bon Appetit being the restaurant, 
their head chef. And I just thought it was a really nice break from the main plot. And it was very well paced. It never took up too much time. But every time they came on this, yeah, it was just fun. Every time they came on the scene, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see them fight with each other. (laughs) And also, I loved the chef. Like, those two were also pretty funny. Like, Samson's sister meets Jin's character on a plane coming from America to go to Korea. So then they're, like, drinking and up to shenanigans on the plane. So then they're mm-hmm. funny to start off with. But then the head chef, though, there's this one scene where somebody keeps sending food back. And he's like, is the food bad? Like, who made this dish? And then, like, he tries it. She's like, this is delicious. Who is sending these, like, delicious foods back and not eating them? And then he looks out and it's... Samson's sister (laughs) and so like that's like the first conflict he's like how dare you want to waste good food Mm -hmm. and then they end up like hooking up and pretty much one thing I liked about Samson was that pretty much everybody except for Heejin took turns being the comic relief like everyone at some point was the comic relief like you have Samson's the comic relief her sister her mom I don't think her dad was comic relief ever Samchik Samchik's mom the assistant is funny at some points majority of the restaurant people are hilarious everyone is being funny everyone's always breaking up like even the scenes of like the most tension and awfulness everyone's being funny somehow Mm -hmm. so that also made it nice is just that everyone was entertaining i agree why don't we talk about what we disliked about the show now so compared to a lot of other dramas my dislike list is relatively short even though i usually am very hard on dramas but one thing that still makes me mad after all these years is Heejin. Her reasoning makes sense for a lot of the decisions that she does, but she still is a jerk. <laughs> like It's like, yes, I get what you're going for, but you didn't go all the way through what you were doing. Like She left Korea because she's like, hey, I'm sick. I could be terminally ill. I don't want my boyfriend or his family who just had major deaths in the family to go through another thing. So she told his mom, then she went overseas. But then she didn't communicate to him at all. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't say, hey, I'm overseas. Like, send letters, nothing. So he just thought that she saw him technically being responsible for a car wreck and just dumped him after being together for so long. And when he tells her, he's like, I thought you just dumped me because of that. She seems like, well, I don't know why you would think that way. She's very dismissive <laughs> when someone feels yeah. a certain way. And it's like, why would you do that? This person was someone who you dated, who you loved, and you're just like, well, get over it. I really did not like that. Yeah. It was so difficult for me to empathize with her because she felt very manipulative throughout the whole show. Like, even if she wasn't meaning to be manipulative, it just felt like she was trying to orchestrate Jihyun's feelings, you know, like trying to play with them and kind of get him on her side. And I just could not get behind her. I mean, if that was what they wanted to do with her character, then they did a fantastic job. I didn't like her very much. (laughs) And also, Ryoan played her really well in that way. Because I've seen her in quite a few different roles, and she has a pretty good range. But just in this one, it was really difficult to watch her and have any positive feelings towards her, even though she went through a lot of life-altering events. Yeah. The problem was that it wasn't just, oh, there's just a lack of communication. It was that she assumed things. She assumed that if she Mm -hmm. went away with only telling his mom and telling the mom not to tell anybody else, oh, then everything's going to be forgiven when I show up. 
Like, she had no concept of how time really hurt people. When she was told, nope. hey, this hurt me, she was like, and? <laughs> she she just, there was just a lack of awareness of everyone but her. But I will say, though, with the actress, my favorite scene of her is during one of the soundtrack songs. And I'll, we'll talk about that later when we talk about the soundtrack. But I feel like that was, like, perfect. The timing, the emotions, everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. And the other big thing that I had a problem with was that people acknowledge the times of tragedy because there is quite a bit of tragedy in this but whenever there's something tragic going on people also expect that same person to move on when they feel like there's been enough time and it's very hypocritical because usually those people are also dealing with their grief for the same event as well like the amount of times that some chick's mom just says oh just you know move on get a new girl go drive a car mm -hmm. it's like aren't you also dealing with the fallout of the car wreck or Heejin, she's like, we've spent a lot of time away from each other. Well, you can just say goodbye to Samsung and come back to me. Like, there's just this, oh, just get over it. Oh, just move on. Or Samsung with her ex-boyfriend where she's technically over him, but she still is hurt by them. And the ex-boyfriend's like, well, you should get over that. And he expects her to make his engagement cake for like his engagement event. He expects her to make a cake for that. Him and his I know, I hate fiance. it. That's awful. It's like, y'all do not realize, or maybe you do and you just don't care, which I assume that's more it. It's like, y'all are just hurtful. <laughs> yeah. Here I wrote, working through emotions on your own time is not an option for these people and it's very frustrating to watch. And I think that is all I need to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also true of a lot of people when it's like, oh, well, I got over it. Why can't you? It's like, well, mm -hmm. sometimes people cannot. <laughs> And it's not up to you. Like, there's not, okay, when somebody very close to you dies, you only need to grieve for three months, then you're going to feel better. Or if they're a distant cousin, it will only be about a month. Like, there's no set yep. thing for grief. And yet these people are trying to sort of do that. But then, of course, people do that in real life, too. Of course. But True. it just really annoyed me here because those same people were going through the same grief as well. And they were still doing it. But they were expecting the other characters to get over it doesn't make sense it's stupid it doesn't it really doesn't not as in like the writers are stupid for putting this in there this actually makes sense to put it in there it just frustrates me yeah it's very logical but i hate it dear why don't you talk about stuff that you hate okay so there's a point i think this is midway in the show where jihyun and samsoon have gotten closer jihyun has kind of opened up to samsoon and the two are on good terms and seem to be moving in a positive direction. And then two seconds later, he essentially dumps her and goes back to Heejin. And I was so mad. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was like crying to Samsoon the night before and like bearing his soul to her. And then he sends her on a plane to go back to Seoul. Yeah. Tells her about the car wreck. He's never told anybody else who mm -hmm. was not involved in it. And that's the other thing was that one of the people who works at the restaurant was the mother of the motorcyclist who was involved with the car wreck. So she also was going through grief. And she came to be very loyal, very friendly to Jihyun. Slash Samshik. He goes by both names. Yeah, it was really bad. It's like, this is a very serious event. He opened up to her for the first time. And then Jin comes back and... He's been avoiding her and she's like, no, you have to listen to me. And then she never says anything. She just wants him to mm -hmm. stop and just listen. 
And then that's yeah. when she reveals that, oh, I've got cancer and that she had, like, a huge part of, like, her stomach removed, I, I believe. Yeah, something like that. It's something absurd, yeah. And then Henry comes in and he's like, hey, I'm her doctor. Here's all of the prescription. She's still under. She still needs treatment. There's still these worries about it and stuff. And then Samjik is like, oh, I'm in the wrong. It's like, no. <laughs> I know. Which, again, felt kind of manipulative on Heejin's part. Yeah. Because, like, she was using her illness as a weapon against him to get him back with her. Like, mm, I didn't like it. Yeah, same. I feel like on his side, to me at least, it came off as that he was getting back with her as an obligation more than mm -hmm. that he wanted to. Because he yeah, just I could felt like... He's like, oh, she was gone for a good reason. Then I need to be true to her and go back to her. Or maybe even he thought he wanted to, you know? Like, yeah. it's a very emotionally charged situation and he's not thinking straight. Right. But then when he realizes that that might be the case, then he breaks it off of her and he explains. He's like, nostalgia can't carry us through a relationship. Because like mm -hmm. going forward, I actually don't want to be with you that way. Like, I still want to be your friend, but I don't want to be your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminded me of people who they do something that they wanted to do when they were younger because their past self wanted it. But then it wasn't necessarily something that the person in the present wants or enjoys doing. But they're just doing it just, right. you know, I used to want this, so I should do it now kind of thing. That's what it kind of mm -hmm. felt like this relationship where he was just doing it because he's like, you know what? I wanted this back then. But yeah, then, of course, he does realize it eventually. And he's like, you know what? She's not the one for me after all. And she's got Henry, so she'll be fine. The next thing I did not like, there's a fairly consistent joke throughout the show. It's not really a plot point, though. They do bring, in, they do bring it up more than I am comfortable with. <laughs> and that is that Samsung is chubby. Is she model thin? No. But by no means is she as large as the show keeps implying to the point where I felt like a lot of the jokes just ended up falling flat or the people making the comments came off as rude, just straight up right. rude. And that seemed like a bigger deal than their age difference, which neither is an issue. An age difference, you're way not an issue in the slightest, but it's like an age difference of two years, by the way. Between yeah, yeah. Samsung, she was two years older than Samshik. Yeah, which is an issue for Samshik's mother. But like, it just, it was a really frustrating thing to, every time it came up, you could tell that it was like internalized by her character. Like, oh, I'm not going to get the syrup in my latte because it has extra calories. And like, you know, it was just, mm, I didn't like watching that part of it. And it just yeah. happened one too many times for me to be like, oh, this is just something that they're putting in for what reason? I don't know, you know? And also that the actress did gain weight for it. I don't remember right. the specific how pounds, much she gained. I think. It was something like that. Yeah. But with that, though, notice the people who were actually serious about, oh, you need to lose weight and stuff like that. We're not the people who it's like, oh, we should listen to those people. Like, there mm -hmm. was a couple times where Samsung mentioned it to some chick, and he would just respond with, and more to love. Like, he would, like, <laughs> just like, well, he's like, this is not a non issue, and you know it. Like, at the end, yeah. she's trying to make excuses for why they shouldn't be together, and he's like, nope, 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 nope. But I felt like the, the main joke, though, was her name more than her weight. I felt like it was just like right. a side thing that they just say, like with the age that they just like 
stuck in because it kind of felt like they had to. It's like they had like a checklist of things that are in dramas that they had to like put in, but not necessarily like, once again, the main joke is the name thing, which is one of my favorite running gags of this show. And I know JR liked it too, because at one point Mm -hmm. Sumption tries to change her name, but then (laughs) Sumption keeps paying people to stand outside City Hall, and every time she tries to register, they rip up the papers before she can get in there. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, obviously, people having insecurities about their weight is a real thing, but, like, the whole thing with her name also felt really real. I know a lot of people don't like their name, and it's something that they do want to change. So, I... I liked seeing that in a K-drama. It was more fresh than like, oh, she needs to lose weight. She needs to stop eating so much, you know? It, oh, I she tries know. and doesn't work out. And, <laughs> and even when she tries to lose weight, it's still comedic. Where she's like, this is stupid. But also mm-hmm. with the name thing, though, like when we're talking about Samshik, like that's a play off of Samsung because at one point she says, can you please tell the people at the restaurant that my name is Hijin? And he's like, why? And he doesn't want her to use the name Hijin because of his Hijin. And she's like, well, that's the name for pretty girls. And then he's like, no, I'm not going to allow that to What, would you like to be called Samshik? <laughs> and so then that's why that's like his name, a running gag throughout this. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting the name Jihyun. But hopefully by now <laughs> you guys know Jihyun is the main protagonist dude, same dude as Samshik. Hopefully that's coming across, even though yeah, I, I know. I've seen this drama so many times and I still mainly remember his name as Samshik. Okay, so the final thing I disliked and the final part of this section as a whole, near the end of the show, there is a big miscommunication where Samsung thinks Jihyun has ghosted her. A lot of these old dramas feel the need to insert this final conflict into the shows that gets resolved within sometimes an episode or two and just they want they just want to give the characters some extra pain they just want to like stab them a little bit before they give them their happy ending and i don't get why like i get why but i don't get why it's really (laughs) stupid i really dislike it it was really frustrating for me to watch because i'm sitting there like this didn't need to happen they'd like force fed it to us and i hate it (laughs) Yeah, I felt like, though, I understood why Samsung would feel like she was betrayed because basically her boyfriend went off with his ex to the U.S. for like a couple weeks or like soon to became like months, like just traveling mm-hmm. and getting her settled and stuff. And she didn't hear a word from him. But then as that it was the other out, thing, it was only like two months, right? That's still a long time, though, to not hear it from It is a somebody. long time, but I was confused at first because I thought it had been like a year. I would be much more oh, upset about a year than yeah. two months. So maybe that was just me and my lack of picking up on cues. <laughs> yeah. Then it turned out that he'd been sending her postcards all along, but then he'd been sending them to the wrong address. He kept sending them to next door. And so then a neighbor finally comes by and figures out, oh, it's supposed to be for my neighbors. And there's just these bags and like boxes full of postcards that he'd sent to her from all the places he was going to. And she's like, oh, he didn't forget about me. And mm-hmm. he comes back before she finds that out. And so she's ignoring him. And he's like, well, what did I do? I sent you a postcard everywhere. She went, no, you didn't. And then sure enough, he did. <laughs> but I do understand him getting the wrong address because I don't know if we've talked about anywhere about how when I was sending stuff back from Korea, because I'm like, this is not going to fit in a suitcase. I'm not going to drag this around Intron Airport. I yeah. was shipping stuff home and there were two or three boxes where I accidentally wrote the numbers on my address wrong. Like I mixed up two digits. 
in my defense, I was very tired at that point. So <laughs> that's why I did it. But that is like when he did that, it's like, oh, I did that same exact thing. I can't make fun mm. of him anymore because I did that too. <laughs> in my defense, I'd only been in the that's house funny, that I'm currently in for like a year before I left. So I forgot my own address. It's possible. But also I felt like them writing that in there, that it was to create one more moment of doubt in Samsun's mind about her partner being true to her. You start the drama with Samsun's partner cheating on her and throughout it she has this very pessimistic view of love and saying, oh, it's probably going to end because that's what she's thought. And also that kind of theme of, you know, love ending comes up quite a bit in the show. Mm -hmm. But it was still annoying. It's like, really? Like, yes, it kind of does fit in with this whole running theme of the show where it's like love is going to either change or die over time. That's just natural. Basically, though, it's like the chemicals that are going off on like you're first in love, they sort of change and die down as the longer you're in a relationship. And that's why they say like the love in a relationship ends after like three years, I think the show said. It's like, well, yeah. that's like the running theme. So that's why. But still obnoxious. Agreed. All right, let's do one quick segment on the OSTs and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. So the first one is Be My Love by Klazik Kwai. We're still not sure if we're pronouncing this right, even though we've looked at the Hangul a billion times. <laughs> it's the main theme and it's really fun. And JR likes it too. And I love how you pointed out. Oh, go ahead. Won't you? Yeah, I just I think it's it's just a perfect beginning theme. It's super catchy and it gets you ready for the show, which is what you want a uh, main theme to do. But I don't understand the horse neighing in the background. I don't what either. Does, what does there's, it mean? <laughs> I don't either. There, so there's a sound effect in the song that's of a horse neighing. And my mom and I have been trying to figure that out for years. We've been wondering about that. It would make way more sense if there was a pig sound in there because mm -hmm. there is that plushy. Which also, that's another thing is that there's this plushie in the show of a pig that Samsung wins at an arcade and it's kind of representative of her. And there's like certain times where Samtrick is trying to get rid of it because he thinks the thing is like possessed by her. And like he refers to the pig as Samsung a couple times. He's like, oh, I miss Samsung. So then he goes and he hugs the pig. That would make more sense than this horse sound. But I feel like the sound also does fit the instrumental. Which is very yeah, weird. like it doesn't. That's it's weird. It's not out of place in terms of the instrumentation. It's out of place in that I don't understand why it's there. Like it doesn't exactly. sound bad. Mm -hmm. It's just when you think about it for more than two seconds in the context of the show, it's like why there were no horses here <laughs> at all. There's no horses ever. What is this? I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's just weird. Doesn't make any sense. And the next song we want to talk about, which is probably the one that everyone's heard of, it, no matter how short of a time they've been into Korean entertainment, is She Is, also by Classic Koi, which is a song that's used for love lines in variety shows. And in the original context, though, of My Lovely Samsung, that was always used when something sad was going on and the person was experiencing heartbreak. The main use of it that I thought was perfect just for how the song sounded, not the lyrics. The first time when Samshik was rejecting Heejin, he's like, I don't care why your reasons are for ditching me. You ditched me. Leave me alone. I've moved on. Mm -hmm. And you just see her 
just walk to her car just in tears and then she drops her purse and she's just a mess on the floor and before this moment they were hyping her up as oh she's the pretty woman she's what everyone wanted to be like kind of thing it's like oh she's perfect she's rich she's pretty all that but then you find out that well she's going through heartbreak and then also the reason why she's so thin is because she's had part of her stomach removed (laughs) and she's very sick and that's why she's so tiny and pale it's not because Ooh, she's pretty. No, it's because there's a lot of bad stuff going on. That's just Mm -hmm. a side effect of it. The problem is that the tone of the song makes it sound sad. Like, really sad. It was always used in a heartbroken moment. But then when you think of the lyrics, though, and the context, then it makes it sound more like me in 2007 when I didn't know much of Korean and I was assuming that the song was sad. Like, instead of where the lyrics were in opening up and realizing and the heart changing, which that's how it was used at the end. So it kind of made it come back kind of full circle where you heard it at these really sad times. But then in the resolution where it's like, okay, this love is going through, then it's like, okay, that makes sense. But just for the majority of it, it did not sound like it fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just seeing it in context was fun. Because I've heard it in K-dramas, variety shows, etc. But watching it within the show it came from was really cool. Yeah, it's very different use (laughs) than how it's normally used. Which then, when people find out, oh no, it's used as a sad part, they're just very surprised. Because it's always used when something heartwarming happens, like a love line or something silly happens. But it's like the one thing about (laughs) My Lovely Samson that was not silly. (laughs) There are actually more tracks on the OST for this. But the last one that we want to talk about is Inside My Heart by Kim Jong-un. And it is a beautiful ballad, which I wish they included the whole song when it's used at the end. The reason why is that that's at the point where Samsun has a dream. And she's discussing her love for Samchik with her father who passed away a long time ago. And she's admitting to her fear of being dumped. And it's her accepting that she's currently in a good relationship And it's her coming to terms with that. I felt like it was the perfect song for it. But when you get towards the end, there's this one part where it just gets very grand. And I feel like that would have been like just perfect to add, but they didn't have the whole thing, which kind of bugged me Mm because it's so good. It is very different than the rest of the songs on the album, too, because a lot of them are kind of like jokey or just general pop songs or something. Then you get this, which is just a heart wrenching ballad. It's like, ah... But it's not slow, by the way. It is not slow. It is very, I don't know if theatric is the right word, but it feels like it's very eventful. Yeah, it's a good one. I like it. It has good OSTs. Yeah, one time I used to have the whole album. And there's also, I don't remember the name of it, but the first track, I played that constantly in my car when I first got my car. Oh, It was like my car with the CD player and it's like, ah, this is the CD I'm going to listen to all the time in my car and for like quite a few months. After graduating from high school, I was still listening to it in my car. So it was pretty cool. In our opinion, I think we could both agree that it's pretty good. That we enjoyed it. It was very entertaining. Yeah. And if you get the chance, you really should watch it. At least to get all the references if you don't don't care about the plot itself. Still very good. Because it is a classic for a reason. And the only place I did find it streaming that's not like pirated site... (laughs) was on Viki. It is not free, though. It's on one of their premium passes things. So if you want to watch it, that's where you did. GR and I, on the other hand, I have the box set of the DVDs still. 
So that's how we were able to watch it. So yeah, yeah. Which so she fun. got that. But there's a couple of more dramas that I still had the box sets for that she hasn't seen that we're gonna slowly work our way through. So in the coming year or so, you're gonna hear more about some of those. But this was the one that was my favorite drama for a long time until Sung Kyung Kwan and Shopping King Louie. This was my favorite. Yeah, I agree. It was a very positive experience. I enjoyed it a lot. I always worry whenever I show you like older shows because the writing was different back then. And also because like cases like this. This is probably the oldest K-drama I've seen. 2007 or 8 was the previous oldest one I've seen. So I kind of had an idea going into it of what it would be like. And like I've said, there is a charm to older K-dramas that I really enjoy. So I was happy to watch. (laughs) But the other thing with this one particular, though, was that I first watched it in high school. And then like the last time I watched it was like right around when I was in college. So it's been like 10 years and I'm like, well, I really hope it still stands. Really hope that it, you know, (laughs) still works. That wasn't just me being younger when I liked it. So, but it held up, which I'm very happy with. Agreed. I'm glad you still like it all these years later. (laughs) Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at KpopSumbays or on our other social media platforms, which will be linked in the description box. More single scoops are coming your way soon, so keep your eye out for that. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Annyeong. Annyeong.